Well, welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. And uh, today's topic is um, focused on uh, this idea of when we ask for something, when we have uh, a certain request, a certain thing that we believe uh, that is out there, and for some reason, uh we're not getting the answers that we want. We go over and over in our mind that this should be, um, this would make sense. If, if, if A, B, and C happen, then D, E, and F would happen. Long time ago, I, uh, Diane introduced me to Garth Brooks in the early 90s when we first started dating. And he had at that time one of his uh, songs that was uh, very popular called Unanswered Prayers. And in that uh, in that song, he talks about that he had longed uh, to uh, continue dating uh, his high school sweetheart that uh, he thought he was in love and that this was the person that he was supposed to spend um, the rest of his life with. And he prayed and prayed for that, uh, for that relationship to continue. And then after it ended for them to get back together. And as the song goes uh, at some point, uh, he and his wife uh, go back to their hometown and to their school for homecoming. And he sees his, uh, former girlfriend, his home, his former high school sweetheart. And watching her and now seeing her through the lens of an adult, he saw that though he may have had feelings for her that would have constituted uh, a young adult or teenage love, it wasn't what he had with his with his wife. So those times when we think that uh, God or God as you understand him is not answering your prayers, there's a possibility that we may just not have come to that end of the chapter or that part in the story. As Garth Brooks said in his song, he was grateful that his prayers weren't answered the way that he thought they were supposed to be answered, because if they would have been, then he would have never met his wife and then married his wife. Recently, we were at, at our church. We were, uh, the pastor was, had a similar topic to this, that uh, this idea of when we long for something, when we want an outcome to be a certain way, um, when we in our mind somehow construct that it would only make sense if it went a certain way. I know for me, there has been times when I've done that when it came to sports, uh, in my own uh, sports career, or later when I was coaching or, or watching uh, Caleb play football or watching Sierra or waiting for Sierra as she was trying out for a, a new musical. And in my mind, thinking that this one, because of certain, certain reasons, it must be her time for her to get that lead. Not taking into account that there may have been other factors that were playing into it.
I know that um, when I've been involved with certain uh, clients and certain groups of individuals who have wanted uh, a certain outcome to happen, uh, maybe even have uh, justice for something that may have happened to them or to to a loved one, that uh, that they long to have some kind of answers and come to find out that when the verdict comes in, when everything is concluded, it doesn't take away the loss or the change that ends up happening. Pastor Dan at church uh, reflected on uh, the series, The Chosen. And I don't know this series very well. I'm I'm intrigued now because he showed a clip, uh, a clip from it. But in this particular, the chosen uh, is representing of uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus the Christ, uh, his life here on earth, and the story of his uh, his life portrayed in the four gospels, as as his followers and as his ministry ensues. There's a time period in the clip that he showed that one of his followers, who's then been granted the authority and, and the power to go out and heal others, as Jesus has healed many, um, comes and musters up the courage to share with Jesus one of his concerns. In this particular scene, even though it isn't represented in the scripture itself, uh, James, this particular disciple, uh, that is going up to Jesus has a limp that he has been struggling with throughout his life. And this uh, some type of physical handicap is uh, detrimental for their journey because they have to walk from place to place to, to spread um, these new teachings. He musters up the courage to ask Jesus a question. And the question he asks is, ask Jesus is, why have I not been healed? How can I possibly have the authority to heal others if I, having longed for healing of my own physical body, have not been able to be healed? Interestingly, in that scene, Jesus uh, comes close with empathy and a caring and says to James, James, many people have been healed by myself and will soon be healed by you guys. And they believe because they've been healed. But you, James, your story is even greater because you believe in spite of not being healed. Your story will even be more powerful. Your testimony will be even more powerful as a result of at this time not having the healing. It was interesting to watch the the facial expressions on this particular follower uh, who is now going to be one of Jesus' leaders. It wasn't taking away his handicap. It wasn't taking away the burden of his physical condition, but Jesus invited him into a bigger picture, a bigger 
perspective of why this healing or why his wishes may not have happened in the timeline that he that James wanted him to be. That that Jesus knew that in the big perspective, that in another time, in another dimension, in another life, James would be healed and would be able to move around with no handicap. But right now, his handicap actually end up being the greatest part of his story and greatest part of his strength, his testimony. So maybe for us, that is what is also true for us. That the thing that we struggle with the most, the thing that uh, tends to uh, seem like we're not getting any answers, maybe in itself, that is that teacher. Maybe that is the greatest impact of the story. Let me read something to you from uh, the devotion that I've been doing. This is Sarah Young's Jesus Calling Devotion. My plan for your life is unfolding before you. Sometimes the road you are traveling seems blocked, or it opens up so painfully slow that you must hold yourself back. Then, when the time is right, the way before you suddenly clears. Through no effort of your own, what you have longed for and worked for, I present to you freely, as a pure gift. You feel awed by the ease with which I operate in the world, and you glimpse, and you glimpse my power and my glory. Do not fear your weakness, for it is the stage on which my power and glory performs most brilliantly. As you persevere along the path I have prepared for you, depending on my strength to sustain you, expect to see miracles, and you will. Miracles are not always visible to the naked eye, but those who live by faith can see them clearly. Living by faith rather than sight enables you to see my glory. think when we find ourselves with unanswered wishes, unanswered longings, unanswered prayers, instead of being angry at whatever, whoever isn't giving you what you wish and get distracted by all the what ifs and how it should be, maybe pause and breathe deeply that we're only seeing one part of the story right now and that maybe there's a bigger part of the story and that our commitment to how we are in the journey will be part of the story because our wishes and prayers haven't been answered in the time that we want them to. As always, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your comments as well as uh, uh, your uh, reviews and being able to share this with other people. Um, again, uh, looking forward to being with you next week as we will continue our reflections and we will have some upcoming guests in the next few weeks.